0: So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back. Earn your leisure. Yeah, yeah. Virtual edition. Uh, this is a very uh, interesting and special episode. Something yeah. that I think is extremely timely. It's always timely, but especially during this time of social distancing, mm-hmm. when we talk about um, you know financial wellness and even physical wellness, but mental wellness yeah, it's is some something that's not really important. highlighted enough, and um, it's extremely important. It all goes hand in hand as far as finances and uh, being an entrepreneur is one of the most stressful. Yeah. careers that you can actually pick
0: the number one asset you need is your health so. yeah
1: so today we have we're going to combine all of that we have an entrepreneur who um is also in the mental health space mm-hmm. the first time we've ever really covered mental health in depth yeah definitely
0: um, and something that we don't talk about in our community enough so i'm happy that we have somebody here to, to highlight it today
1: yeah for sure so david McCullough, um out of detroit you're from detroit right Yep. What up, though? Yeah. <laughs>
2: what
1: up, though? Shout out to Detroit. You got yeah. a lot of love lot in Detroit. Of, shout out to shout my bro. boy Ken. Yeah, 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 out in Detroit. You got lot earner. of love out there for sure. So, um, David is interesting. As I said, he's an entrepreneur and um, he has a, a company called Inception, which is actually a mental wellness. It's a variety of different things, mm-hmm. it's um, an actual a physical uh facility. Um, and it actually just reading it, I'll let him explain it better yeah. than I can, but it attacks it i don't want to say attack it it approaches mental health from a whole different standpoint
0: i'd like to call it and maybe you can take maybe you guys call it this uh a wellness enterprise
1: well we call it the first mental
0: health
2: gym okay mental
1: health gym yeah that's that's something that so let's start right there because that's that really caught my attention because usually it's a mental health clinic mental health facility um, even like a, a mental hospital, right? I've never heard of it, a mental gym. When you think of gym, you think of like exercise and working out physical gym. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting mm-hmm. when you said mental health gym. So what does what that I mean? What's a mental health gym?
2: Well, I, the reason why I came up with the term mental health gym is because I want to normalize the actual um, process for everyday people to come in and, and and take care of their... The number one thing we have is our mind, Right but there is nothing for just the everyday average person. When we talk about mental health, we always talk about you know the aunt who's schizophrenic or something like that. We go to this very extreme, but, but we don't understand that 70 to 90% of doctors' visits are due to stress-related illnesses. So all of your, your issues that's happening right now is based on stress and anxiety. And, and well, stress, anxiety is just a symptom of uh, stress, but stress and, and trauma, so I wanted to create something, um, in my first business, you know, kind of going back in 2007, because I personally suffer from anxiety, depression and panic attacks. And from that standpoint, I was personally looking for something to help me overcome what I was dealing with. But at that time, there's only two resources really available to us typically is uh therapy and the other is, is medication. Um, and that, that's when I first, I found my first technology that we use um, called brainwave optimization. Brain training is the other term for it. And that helped me overcome my anxiety by 50% just in one day. Pharmacology can't even get those types of results. And this is all alternative-based technology. It's not in, considered in the mental or the medical field. so. And, and, and discovering that technology and having that experience for myself that me and my dad brought that technology. We the first ones to bring it back to Michigan. And we first started what's called Neuro Fitness Center. So really the mental health gym is just an extension of that foundation that we started in 2007. And so Inception is just, it was a name. And it's like, well, I need to put a title to it to, to call the people to understand that, hey, you go to the physical gym. Mm-hmm. I want to do something for your inner your yeah. inner self
0: i think you said something something brilliant you said a lot of people across the country they they look at gyms opening up right and a lot of people work um on the outside appearance but they forget about the inside appearance and it really just yeah. means that there's a lack of something inside that makes you want to have the outside be validated more than it should be um it was when you took that into mind right and, and creating inception and thought about the the brain training how did, what took the technology where did you get this from because You didn't initially study science, right?
2: No, um, my back. Well, my background is in information technology. So, but the brain is really like like the internet, and the universe is like the internet. They all mimic each other. So, um, so I kind of understood networks, and I understood that I understood neuroplasticity, and neuroplasticity is the idea that your brain can actually change itself. Because growing up, we taught we were taught that you we all probably heard you can't teach an old dog new tricks well that really conditioned us to understand that once something was set you're pretty much stuck with that pattern there's nothing you can do about it that's always been the the the, the conversation but that's that's not true your brain is constantly changing and developing the, the problem is we continue to do the same pattern so we get the same results right um so yeah I, the, the, we found that technology and i found it out of arizona um, and it's, it's just some amazing people out here that's been doing amazing things in the alternative world, but you never hear about it because yeah. it's not it's not in mainstream medical society. So we're so I was really kind of like on a cusp on a out as an outlier out here with you know these people in the alternative world and looked at it in a specific way. But now you fast forward 13 years later, you hear everybody know who's Dr. Sabe was. I knew who Dr. Sabe was 13 years ago, but you didn't hear that story because that story was suppressed because look it's it's money and sickness not necessarily in being well
1: so can we talk about your journey as far as so 2005 you um you suffered from severe anxiety panic attacks depression and insomnia right um so wh- where did th- did that just happen overnight or was that something that you always kind of struggled with and just kind of got worse as you became older or
2: yeah, so kind of like both, I always try to take people in and understand the trauma paradigm and understanding that we've all experienced trauma in our lives. Uh, the problem is when we talk about trauma, we always think about it from, a, you know, someone was in a car accident or somebody was raped or something like that. But trauma is anything that's overwhelming to your nervous system. You could have been, you know, coming down the slide as a kid and then your dad or your mom forgot to catch you and you fail. And all of a sudden you're traumatized by that. So it, it can take very small instances that can overwhelm your system, you know, depending on how your system sees a threat. So you take a look at, I, I tell people, they say, what happened to you? I say, well, I was born. The moment you're born, your trauma clock starts ticking. You start to you know, experience world in an unsafe way. And anytime your brain feels unsafe, it's gonna go into the fight, flight, freeze response to protect you. So that's all trauma is. Trauma is just nothing but a defense mechanism based on lack of safety. So I've had, you know, you you go into school. We all at one point in time, either we were bullied at school or we were the bully. And those two things stem from, you know, a lack of safety. Right. So going to school, you know, you have instances of school. And then growing up, I was in a couple car accidents and really is no one event for me that took me to that one place. It just was accumulation of everything to the point where now my system can no longer adapt. And now I'm having panic attacks and anxiety and depression. But when people come to me and they they say they have these symptoms, I always go back. Okay. What happened before? What happened when you started getting these symptoms? And it's all, you can trace it back to that trauma.
1: So you, you spoke about as far as um, a technique, I forget what it's called, but it's the brain um it's an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what is the, what exactly is that?
2: So brain training is a, is a computer software uh, is, is the technical term is called neurofeedback. Neurofeedback had been around for 30 years. So back to that trauma uh, concept where your brain is going to go into a state of defense based on what you're up against. Right. And it's going to protect you. Now this is all instinctual. It has nothing to do with you. You know your brain is going to react just like if it starts to get warm in this room in your room you may start to sweat but you didn't turn the sweat glands on right like so your body your body is hardwired and encoded to protect you Um, so but after the event is over after the stressful traumatic event is over your brain becomes locked down in that pattern still protecting you from stuff that happened years ago so the neurofeedback is allowing your brain, it's it's replacing sensors on the scalp, and it's all it's all read-only. It's not electroshock therapy. So there's no, you know, juice going into the, the sensors. So it's picking up the brainwave activity in re- real time, sends it to the computer software, and the computer software begins to send back these this information to the brain where you listen to you're listening to music, and there's these skips, pauses, and interrupts in the music. And what that is, those skips, pauses, and interrupts is when your brain is going into these patterns of like what I spoke about before of stress and trauma and the brain becomes aware of itself. So if I say, hey, you got something on your face right here, what do you do? You're gonna go and try to get it off your face because you wanna be optimal. Well, the same thing happens to the brain when it's able to observe itself. So the brain training is really is acting as a mirror So the brain can see itself and it brain can change itself. The brain changes itself by moving from a state of anxiety, stress, trauma to a state of relaxation, because now the brain recognizes, Hey, the threat is gone. It's not even in front of us anymore. Why are we still acting as if that threat is still present? So we have clients who will come in and they'll do, you know, brain training one session and they'll end up in tears. Why is it? Because now the brain finally let go of everything that it was hold on to and the body is now going to a relaxed state and the emotions have to surface.
1: Okay. So, um, as far as, you know, turn it into an actual business, right? Because you decided to try not only help people, but actually build out a whole brand about it. Where was the, what was the deciding factor and how did that come about as far as, all right. So you, you had, um, some issues and then you actually seek to help yourself and, it worked out for you and now you actually want to turn that into something where you're helping other people. Like what's the process into actually incorporating it and and actually making it something that you want to make into an enterprise.
2: So the, the, when we created the first business neuro fitness center um, you know, we were using that technology. So we became affiliates of that technology. Um, And again, we brought that back here and was the first ones. And we only had one, one technology at that time. And, when we were out in Arizona, me and my dad, we saw all these people come in. None of us—when I mean us, none of none of no black people was there—other yeah. than the FedEx guy delivering stuff, right? So me and my dad, the only people there, and we seeing people come in through like lunch breaks and things of that nature, and we started talking to a lot of them, and the results that they were getting was amazing, and it was it was like our results. So we felt like this is this is something that people really needed and but we were really naive because we thought as you know just me and my dad we thinking as entrepreneurs and thinking oh this could really help people and people would want it but people didn't really want it
0: yeah that that, that, that was that was That was my next thing it was like there's a stigma especially in our community around mental health it's not something we want to talk about like you, like you said it's <laughs> like oh that's my that's my uncle who lives in that room and don't mess with him and how did you right. how'd you get around that stigma and and combat that when you were going on this journey?
2: You know, honestly, I didn't even I didn't even recognize the stigma. I just knew that I had an issue. I was an entrepreneur, I got a tool to help me, and I was helping other people. And we had clients coming in. So I never really looked at it as a as an issue. Um but but along the way I started recognizing that when we even just offered it free to our family like they wouldn't even come in. So I was like, what what's, what's wrong? Why don't, why don't you come in? And it's not just that it was a stigma it's because, um, people have an association to their pain where, you know, a, a unfamiliar gain is greater than a familiar, uh, you know, gain. So a familiar pain is greater than unfamiliar gain. So people will want to stay in that pattern because it's like, well, I know this pain, And I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I'm familiar with this, so I'd rather stay in this pattern. That is a psychological term that's out there. It's it's secondary gain. They actually receive something from staying in the states that they're in. You'll see people who will constantly complain about having all these different things, but you'll see that they won't actually take steps to do anything about it. So that's kind of like thing that we've been kind of up against for the last 13 years. So to really answer the question, I've just really... Stayed the course for the last 13 years to you know, how three, you know, how truth goes through those three stages Versus mm. violently opposed second is highly ridiculed and thirdly is widely accepted. Well, we're going on a widely accepted stage I just happen to be Still doing what I've been doing 13 years ago and, and evolving along with you know, the, the the consciousness as it moves towards that
1: so as far as um you know, I know you have the 3,500 square foot facility, and I would assume that um, building out a mental wellness facility or mental wellness company in general would be kind of hard to get financing because, like you said, especially in our community, Black community, it's not something that we um, really acknowledge. Even a lot of people still don't even acknowledge mental illness, and it's not something that we talk about, and it's not something that you know people don't really go to therapists that much. So, like, how was that journey as far as like financing? Like, how were you able to get financing and And actually, you know, get people excited and rally behind a business that there's definitely a need for. But um, like I said, it's not really like a popular thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you about the all the pitfalls along the way, because I want people to have a very uh, clear picture that this is not like easy peasy. Right. Um, So when we first started, it was just me and my dad and he put up his own money for whatever technology we needed at a time We only had like eleven hundred square feet. And so along the way, again, I kept looking at different things because I still needed to get better myself. And there's no one tool that just takes you to the promised land. You know, you need, you know, a multitude of tools. If you go to the gym, if you, if that gym just has a bench press, I mean, you out of there, right? So we need, we need multiple tools. So along the way, I just kept taking the money that we were making and reinvesting it back into the business and adding different technologies um but it started really taking off in 2014 when i added one of our most popular services called flotation therapy. Mm. And flotation therapy have been really uh growing around the world. And so that one service by adding that one service my my business started to really skyrocket and people started going out there and making what's called float centers. But because i had my background in and and what i was doing in the beginning I knew that just having a center with one tool eventually wasn't going to be the thing, right? It wasn't going to work. We had a, we had a gym here years ago It was called uh fitness USA and they had, um, these lifetime memberships and this is before all the gyms started really popping up around 1999. Um, and what I saw too was happening is that places like Bally's and, fitness, uh, LA fitness, and they, they start coming on board. And what do they start doing? Add more amenities, right? Add more services. So I kind of took that same approach and said, you know, if you just got one service as these, these wellness based technologies come out and you have no philosophy or rhyme or reason of what you're doing, you know, it's going to be hard to survive that. And that's really what's been happening. You see people with these one tools and they really don't even know how they work. So I had the framework um, and understanding of what, what it is that we were actually doing to the point where I had a medical doctor come and do some floating. And he said, you know, I want to open up something. Um, and this was what our neuro Fitness center of uh, business. And we went and opened my full fledged concept uh, up in Ann Arbor. So we did that. And that's how I, I actually that was an investor that came in that put that money up. But then we started having problems with that investor, and we we had to go through a lawsuit with that investor. And next, you know, I'm out of that location. Long story short, uh, so anybody who thinks about going to law uh, to sue someone specifically if it's a medical doctor, if you if you're of color, that's probably not the best thing to do. You know, you're probably not going to win that fight. Um, but and not winning that fight, it was a great situation for me because i had already learned you know how to build out do a build out and i already had multiple people coming at me wanting to do more things because they saw the model that we had and understood it and so i moved away from that and started fresh and just started inception it's the beginning of something new
0: so uh, at that point you, you have the the brain ther- brain training and then the flotation device flotation med- uh, therapy
2: six different services at that time
0: okay okay so my quick question about the 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 brain training is i want to know the difference between that and meditation or are they combined like what what's the differences there
2: so meditation is simply closing your eyes and observing yourself so that you become self-aware of your your thought process right mm-hmm. well Meditation can be really hard for people whose nervous system, again, you're stuck in that fight or flight response, that fight or flight or freeze response. So when you close your eyes, you try to meditate. It's like your mind is just racing and it just feels, you feel very overwhelmed by trying to meditate. So the brain training is not necessarily a meditation tool. It's really, and, and this is what's trying to ha- take place with meditation as well Is just a slower moving process. But brain training is like that meditation on steroids, where it's really, it's deactivating your, your your autonomic nervous system, which has to do with that fight or flight response. So when it comes to mental health, I don't look at it from a psychological standpoint. And that's where most people look at it at. And your, your authorities on the subject matter shows you that these are brain body issues that we have within the what's the mental health is is brain body issues so again that brain training is really looking at the structure of your brain and body and deactivating that versus having it going go after you in a conscious way so does th- th- that make sense
0: yeah 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 man the, the issue is in the tissues right
2: it's in the tissues, sure.
1: <laughs> so you said so i want to go back to the to the gym so that's interesting though because you know, gyms, um, they do have a unique business model. And like you said, I mean, they have different, you know, different things. Like you go to a, a gym and they might have a yoga class and they have a spin class. They don't just have just one thing. If it's a good gym, like they have a variety of different things. So if you for you to open a, a mental gym, it makes complete sense that you have actually offer a variety of different classes and things like that. So from a business standpoint, do you run it the same as a gym? Like is it a monthly membership that people pay like per month or can they pay like a la carte? Like, okay, I want to go to this class or I want to go to this class. Like, and do you have to go to classes every week? Like how, how's that?
2: Well, all of our, all of our te- technologies are really kind of plug and pep play. Um, they aren't class based. So you come in and, and how we structured it with these, the circuits, our total life reset circuits is three tech, three technologies, three services within a 90 minute timeframe. And we have a set price for that. Um, We had a membership model, too, where people can come in and get that same circuit once a month. Um, And so we have two different circuit tracks as well. So really what we're doing is, is taking all those years of everything I've learned and simplifying it and saying, hey, this is what you need to come in and do and why. Versus you trying to figure out, you got six different technologies, what do I do? You ever seen the people at the gym and you see them on these videos where, you know, they like funny videos, people on workout machines, they're doing crazy stuff because they don't know how to, nobody taught them how to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Think about what we do in our technologies, people, people don't know really why they're using something. So we want to, we want to guide them along the process. And so this is something that we're constantly carving out to that understanding for ourselves and for them.
1: And that's the philosophy of it all. All right, dope, dope. So in the next segment, we're gonna get into some more details and, um, yeah, find out some more information for sure. All right, so in this segment, we're gonna talk about a few different things. But uh, one thing that um, you know, I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of people might be interested in, in nowadays is um, the mental effects of uh, isolation and social distancing. This is something that we've never really seen on a large scale, but it's been scientifically proven that. You know, humans for the most part are social creatures, um, whether mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, attending a religious institution or whether it's a church or whatever, or um, going to school, yeah. going to work. Everything, most for the most part, you're always congregated around people. Even if you're an introvert, you still go to school, you still go to work, like you have some kind of interaction. This is like the first time in, you know, I can remember probably in modern history where everybody's been isolated for a long period of time. So what do you think the mental effects Um, of social distancing will be on, on people,
2: um, lowered immune system and, um, high trauma because our, so 2007, I heard a story and and I don't have the exact source of this, but they were telling me that. So if there is a, let's say there's a pool of fish and one fish diverts from that pool and that there, there's an earthquake. Well, the pool of fish together collectively survive that earthquake, that one fish, that one off dies. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's group economics, it's group energy, it's group currency, right? You by yourself stand alone. You can't survive that. This is why we go to churches. This is why we're, we're, we're really very tribal. You know, we, we are more stronger together than we are apart. So the social distancing effects. I mean, again, it's, it's it's our brain is literally reacting to this. Our brain is reacting to lack of touch too, because touch is huge, and we don't we don't really don't even talk about that. Um, so specifically as being uh, men, men don't really get touched. Why why do we think we always after sex? We don't really get touched. Would you get a handshake from your brother or something like sometimes? But you don't really. You, it's not like many people hugging you, right? So I I think that we're going to see some major deficits from this in terms of just mental, emotional, and physical, because of, again, distancing and constantly seeing trauma over and over again by constantly watching the numbers. And, you know, in Detroit, a lot of people have died. So to keep seeing that people, I know people who I went to school with, parents and things of that nature, that's, that's very traumatic to be watching that. So I think that it's, it's, it's going to be worse than the virus.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm, I work in elementary school, so I'm always thinking about the, the mental well-being of the, the children that are going through this, right? I have a, a son who's in kindergarten. So this is his first school experience, right? And there's so many children throughout uh, the United States and throughout the world, really, that are living in social isolation. And sometimes that's not the best environment. Do you think there is, like, maybe something modified that brain training could be something that could creep into education? Right, because I, I feel like the the mental health piece is gonna be something that we won't know the long-term effects, right? Because we're living in it right now.
2: Mm-hmm. So, say that again, do I think that brain training would be kind of... Or some
0: type of modified version of it of having mel- mental health professionals. I know you guys have a team there. Is it something that could creep into education?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we've been looking at um, wanting to be able to put this into like school settings, but it's just a lot of red tape involved in that. Um, now, we do work with uh, we do work with kids in general um, but again it's a lot of red tape with that but we, we actually made some headway and in get into the Detroit police and right before this happened we had 20 Detroit police officers that supposed to come in on April 5th and that got di- diverted so so that's something that we want to do is get out there and be inside communities and take our tools outside of the doors uh, to the people who need it which is really, you know, everybody.
1: So one of the things that stops middle class, just black community in general from going to, to mental health is um, the prices. Right. So like, um, you know, therapists, they can charge. It depends. A hundred dollars an hour, thousand dollars an hour, depending on what part of the country you're in. And it, mm-hmm. I think it's always been looked at as kind of like a luxury. A lot of times going to therapy is something that, you know, people, wealthy people do. So what what's what's your what's your aid? What's your thoughts on that? Like I said, specifically, specifically for our community, what's your thoughts on that? And um how have you battled that as far as your your business model? Cause obviously you're in Detroit, which isn't, you yeah. know, um it's a it's a blue collar town, which obviously has had a lot of economic um issues. So like what's what's how do you handle that from the economic standpoint?
2: I, I handle that as a businessman and understanding that people pay for what they want you know, people pay for the things they find value in. So the problem hasn't necessarily been the pricing. The problem has been they don't see the value in it. Like, I don't understand, like, what is this really doing for me, you know? But we'll stand in line for Jordans. We know this. how many times we, know, somebody on your show had to say that, right? Maybe we stand in line for Jordans. That's it, always it, the
0: example that's you.
2: <laughs> <it> always, <laughs> I, I just thought, I just thought it about that. thought just happened that. the other day, right?
0: Yeah, every, <laughs> everybody, that's the example. And we do.
2: That's and and my thought process is, because when I was dealing with anxiety and panic attacks, you know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get what I want. And I, I put a lot of money into myself, because that's, if I put so much into here, I'm gonna get more out of myself. I'm gonna be in a better state to be able to manifest and create op- opportunities for myself and other people. Though, those shoes or whatever, things that we buy, it don't it doesn't do that right so i think that has just really been a um it's been a brand issue you know and that's what i think that inception that we're rebranding mental health because i'm working with a lot of you know hip hop artists i want to work with um you know we work with charlemagne working with people i don't want to look at this as like you know come cuz you have this issue no come because you want to better yourself yeah. not no. because you have some diagnosis
1: yeah i'm glad you said that i want to talk about the charlemagne thing too because he's just actually this is you're the second guest that um he's worked with um and i think it's interesting because yeah he's been very vocal about his Day mental, his mental health uh, and he's wrote a book about it and um he's he's been you know obviously very on the forefront of that so how did that partnership um come about as far as with, with you and Charlemagne?
2: I told my mom back in January 2019. I said I'm gonna get Charlemagne. I don't know how I was gonna do it. So <laughs> I just believe. I mean, I'm I'm big into manifesting. I'm big into creating my reality and understanding that. And by using all my tools, it gives me a, 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 a level of peace and, and slow downness and relax, where I can uh, be a businessman who's gonna be on the be in the flow versus trying to make things happen. I don't, I don't like that process. I want to be in the flow of everything. So for Charlemagne, it was just natural. It's like, this guy's talking about this, but I feel like he's missing pieces Mm. that I can provide to him. Um, and so I kept tagging him and in a post because we had some posts that went viral about, there's a picture of me and my mom's saying how we created the first mental health gym and it started, it started going viral. So I started taking it and retagging it. We tagging him and, and Big Sean as well, because Big Sean's from the D. Yeah. So I'm tagging him. I'm tagging, you know, the, the notable people in the mental health field. Like I wanna to talk to y'all, all right? And one day I wake up and I just look at my IG and I see CT the guy start following you. I'm like, yo, this dude just started following me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tripping out. Like it's like nine o'clock in the morning. actually it's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm tripping out like I wonder is he gonna uh, message me. Because I had already messaged him. You know? yeah. Told him, hey, I got this going on, I wanna work with you, blah, 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 right? And he messaged me and said, first everything he says, peace. He said, peace. <laughs> like, oh man, he said, What's your number, man? So he he gave me his number and we we started talking. You know, I told him what I was doing, and he was like, you know, I w I wanna be down with what you're doing. And so we, you know, we had a little uh back and forth in terms of playing tag until one day, I finally we we kind of reached reached each other and 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 started really building. And I went to pick him up. It was like June second last year. I still remember June fourth last year. And I picked him up. We were riding in the car. I said, "Hey, you found me through me tagging you, right?" He said, "No, that's not how I found you." I said, "Well, how did you find me?" He said, "I looked up mental health, gym. I searched mental health gym because I wanted to create something uh. to see if it was something that was like a mental health gym out there. And, and at that moment I knew is a saying that what you're seeking is seeking you mm. and me and him were seeking each other. And so he he said, honestly he said, man, I, I saw it. And I, if I saw some other dudes was doing it, I was just going to do my own thing. <laughs> he said I thought it was a brother and I saw you had them messaging me. And so that's, that's really how it happened, and we've been, you know, we've been building ever since then.
0: Yeah, he's, he's definitely been at the forefront of, of the mental health uh, space. Have you seen um, more men of color um, as clients since then? And, and who was the demographic of clients that you have?
2: Well, first let me say this. In the first probably 12 years, my client was 99% white women. Okay. That was my client's. Last year alone, I saw more black people come through that door in probably a month than I had in the whole 13 years. Mm. And Black men, we're definitely showing up now. So I, I, the numbers are really half and half. To the point where someone asked me, said, is this place for black people only?'" <laughs> I said no. But, but, but people assume that now because so many black people are coming in, right?
0: Yeah, the perception. Uh,
2: so it's it's we're gravitating to it we we're getting this message it's it's our time to really heal and and i think that uh men like look at us we're talking about this right right like, now we're like hey man like no like no. this stuff i learned in childhood was dysfunctional this was not <laughs> this was not the way to go right we understand that i can even look back at our music like man i love this stuff but man that was dysfunctional like that <laughs> Some of that stuff wasn't good for my mind, you know? So it's a lot of us coming in now. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to see actually.
1: So, um, how do you market? How do you market just cause it's, it's not like a, uh, a, a traditional business, I guess where, you know, obviously it kind of takes a little bit more creativity to market, but I, I like what you said about the, the story. That's a great way of marketing. Um, things like social media, stuff like that. So what's your, what's your marketing strategy?
2: Uh, that's my main marketing strategy right now is is through the um, IG, through uh, Instagram, and then word of mouth. And then I do have uh, around, I think we have around 20, 20 to thirty ambassadors. Hmm. I started really connecting with uh, people in the city who were really movers and shakers, who I thought really fit what we what we do, and they and they came in, and, and so they go out and they they spread that word. Can you
1: talk about that? The ambassador program? Like what, what does that look like?
2: So our ambassadors, uh, they have access to our services and, you know, and I, like I tell them, come in and use everything and get yourself to a place of the best mental space, physical space that you can be in. Because at that point you are just a walking billboard, you know, it's kind of like if you are walking around with six packs of abs and you know, your shirt's off, people are going to run up to you like, Hey, you, you a trainer, you can yeah. train me. <laughs> so, so really that's, that's really the same model that we have for our ambassadors. Um, it's very simple for them, but, um, you know, they come in use the services and they, and they go out into the community and they see people who, who, you know, want it and they bring them in. So, you it, know,
1: just regular, this is just regular people or. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean I, I, somebody else said that the other day that we spoke to um Patjenice, shout out to her, but it's like you got to have evangelists. So people look at influencer marketing and they only look at it like on Instagram as like paying celebrities to like promote your product, but there's all kinds of influencer marketing and there's all kinds of different ways how you can um have evangelists for you. And that's the best that's really the best form of marketing is like to have, you know, a core group of people who are really believe in your product and have them actually tell their friends, their family, because it's like, even if you want, like if you give the product, and this, this goes for just any business in general, I feel like if you, if you have a, you know, a restaurant, right, and you might say, okay, look, I'm going I'm to feed this one person, but this one person is connected to 25 other people, so he's going to eat for free, but he loves the food so much, he goes back and he tells his whole neighborhood, his whole block about the food. Now 15 people that he told, Come in now. They're paying; it's worth it. And I think that you know, for entrepreneurs, like I said, that's a valuable lesson just for entrepreneurs in general. It's that's never definitely
2: the strategy. Yeah, um, I, I found that. You know, a lot of stuff I started doing before we we are bigger now. I was just doing it, you know, under my old company, Neuro Fitness Center. That I was following Lulu Lulu Women's model, you know, which is you know their ambassador program. They you know they they're arming all their yoga these yoga teachers with their clothing. You know, um, that's how Lululemon really got to that place that, that they are, is through a, a really strong ambassador program.
0: Yeah, yeah. you you are, you're the leader of of this uh, mental health gym space, right? So I'm thinking, and even you said Charlemagne searched it. Have you seen anybody try to create it or, or replicate it or, or come into the space? Are you seeing more people doing that?
2: I mean, people people will come into the space, and and, and again, like I said, they'll put a, a bunch of technologies under one roof. Uh, and then they'll hear me get on a podcast like I did a podcast with a guy who had a floating podcast just for floating and I came on in and I started talking about everything I'm talking about trauma fight or flight response all these different things and he said wow we never heard of that before so I'm like so what are y'all doing? <laughs> like what, what, are you, what are you doing with the tools? You don't you don't even know it's like it's like a you know you can give a baby grand piano to anybody but that don't mean they're gonna get on there and play it yeah. right so For me, the brand and the philosophy is what Inception is, not so much we put all these tools under one building because I have I've had more tools at one point and pulled them out because they didn't fit the rhyme or reason. So I'm kind of ahead of understanding how the pieces work and why they work.
1: Yeah, the brand ambassador. once thing I just want to go back to that because that made me think of another interview that we did. We interviewed Nick Storm. Shout out to him, and he was like the driving force behind Siroc and um, Hypnotic as well. And especially when it's Siroc, he was saying like, you know, people might not know, but the reason Siroc really blew up is not Diddy. It was actually the Ambassador program with DJs, and they had DJs from all over the country, from New York to Ciroc Detroit boys. to. Atlanta to, and, and they, they really, they focused on the DJs because they understood that the DJs was in the nightclubs where people buying bottles in the nightclubs. So if they, that's when they started with the Ciroc boys. And he was telling us the whole play behind the ambassador program. And when you told me that, I just realized that, you know, a lot of times we hear stuff on such a high level, like that Ciroc ambassador program, but it's like, you can really implement any kind of business strategy, whether it's a, a big or small level. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, I implemented
2: like, that strategy when it was me by myself working. You know, yeah, so, it's all about creativity. So wait till you get to a certain level to implement something like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's dope. So as far as like on a mental health conversation, because like I said, I mean, I, I think that it's not talked about it enough as far as the, the stress the entrepreneurs might face. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that listen to this podcast that are entrepreneurs or business people. Can you talk about that? Because it's, it's a unique set of you as an entrepreneur. I'm sure you probably know yourself, right? Like even going through this coronavirus and not being able to open up your business, like the financial demands and and just the different stress levels. You don't work a nine to five job. If you're an entrepreneur, you never get off. You're always thinking about your business. Two o'clock in the morning. That can that can that can cause divorces that can cause you not spending enough time with your children. It can cause you all kinds of mental stress. So I think that that's something that we haven't spoke about um as well. So I want to talk about that because there's always a flip side to everything. And the flip side of being an entrepreneur is the the mental. So how can people mentally, um, you know, get themselves in a good space? And can you talk about some of the mental stresses and pressures that entrepreneurs may face?
2: I mean, you you said it like it's, it's a daily, daily thought process. Um, And specifically when you start taking on when I start taking on employees and my rent quadruple, you know, um, you know, you got a bigger nut to crack before you can break even, right? So that day-to-day stress or monthly stress, because really around the beginning of the month, everybody's stressed, right? Specifically business owners. And, and I, I, re- I realized that because I was doing, uh, probably about 20 years ago, I was doing, um, um, what do they call, uh, factoring. Where we take invoices and pay on those invoices. Where I learned at that point in time that the average business is literally at that point was like six weeks from going going out of business, you know, based on their cash flow. So this is something that's like it's not just it's not just you know a few people. It's all of us who you know in the business world we have these mental these stressors going on. If I didn't if I didn't do my own stuff, dude, I, I would have been gone. Like there's no way I could have been overcome. I was building, I was going through a lawsuit, still running the location, still running another location and building inception all at the same time while going through a lawsuit. And I spent a lot of time brain training. I spent a lot of time using my tools because again, when you're going through stuff like that and you especially a lawsuit and you get these what they call interrogatories and things of that nature. they send you stuff and they tell you the worst thing about yourself. Right. And you just fired up like what he said, what Like you, you know, they keep doing that and still be trying to build a business. And then the businesses aren't necessarily where they need to be. And I got to pump in cash flow for both, both businesses. I mean, that, that's very stressful, but you have to find some type of outlet that's outside of your business. And that's something I did in 2017. I actually started, um, I got with a guy and um, I wanted to learn it earlier, I started salsa dancing. And that, I would go once a week to my homie who, who's from New Orleans, who's like one of the best Cuban salsa dancers in the world, black guy named Dwayne Wren. And I would, I would, I would have that mental space and that one hour with him. You know, once a week, and then I would go out and I would dance. It gave me ability to get back into some type of community where people didn't know me as like, a you the business owner, you this, you that. Like, I need to be able to just go and focus on something that's totally outside of my business. And that's one of the things that helped me and just community, too. You need people around you. You can't be, if you're out here and you're a lone soldier, I mean, entrepreneur suicide is really high. Hmm. People don't know about that. You know, because again, specifically now I'm fortunate in the sense of, I guess some people think i fortunate, not fortunate, but I'm single. I don't have a, I don't have a family. Like that's how I'm able to go through this. Cause there's no way I would take a, a wife and kids through what I'm going through right now. Mm. And a lot of people do and I'm like, I commend you. I don't even know how you do that. Cause I, there's no way I would be able to do that. So if you are, if you're a single person, and an entrepreneur, you definitely have to surround yourself with strong people. Um, and I never really had the business people, you know You know how you want to find mentors and people who are doing great business. I never really had that. I've been doing this kind of all on my own uh, the last 13 years. And, and here and there, I'll, I'll get plugged in with little people here and there. But I think it's important to find community to do something outside of your business and find community to people who are doing things bigger than you.
0: Yeah. As, as you were speaking, I started thinking about you know, you said the rent and your employees, and I started thinking about the expenses to actually have this gym. Because I know uh, the machinery is pretty expensive, right? You got the the magnosphere yeah. and you got the infrared sauna, and you got the uh, flotation
2: therapy. One ther- fifty grand.
0: One piece. Which one is that?
2: The magnosphere is fifty thousand dollars alone.
0: Yeah. So, are these part of monthly expenses, or I mean, do they become self-sufficient after you've you've got them in, in the yeah. upfront yeah. The
2: Cool thing about it is this model that we have is that the the overhead. Is relatively low when you compare it to someone like a like a massage envy because it only takes one employee to run my whole facility for the whole day
0: hmm.
2: which is great yeah. right because you massage envy you got what 20 people on staff at once you should see their payroll and then and then like the magnosphere and the floating they give me an attitude a little here and there but They always show up for the most part, you know, 99% of the time, you know. So when you get all these employees, and you got employees and because again, I come from the mental emotional world, most people always bring their stuff into business. Right? That's what's happening in business. Your employees bring their mental, emotional stuff into it. So I understand the point where a lot of employees, a lot of employers try to get away from having employees because they don't want to deal with A lot of the stuff is not necessarily just greed by itself. It's, uh, so-and-so didn't show up to work. Now I got to find somebody to replace them and things of that nature. So my business is how it's set up. It's, it's set up pretty good, you know, and that's, that's one thing that, that I think that investors really look into, you know, because of the, the profit margins are higher because again, you don't have all this overhead.
1: All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So in the last segment, we gonna bring it home. All right, so yeah, we got to bring it home, but you know, I have a few questions. Um, so you know, we get different people's take on like how they weathering the storm. Um, you know, being that Corona is something that not only is is affecting, you know, people's health, but people the, the economy, the economy as a whole, right? Yeah. So you as a small business owner and is is pretty much like shut down your operation. Um do you, do you have a contingency plan in place moving forward? Like if this, if this continues, if social distance, um, continues for a, a long period of time, like what's your plan or how has, how have you adapted or how, how are you planning on adapting? Uh, cause that's another thing of business too. It's like, it's like an audible in football. Like you, you have a game plan, but they might just blitz and you have to be able to adapt on the fly or, it's just right. the business isn't going to make it. That's true in any business. You never you can never predict the, un- the unpredictable. So, yeah, wh- how are you coping and what's, what's your game plan moving forward?
2: Well, first of all, coping, I mean, that first couple of weeks, probably the first two to three weeks was rough. You know, you know, just, you know, just you know just, just you know, this this hard stop. Uh, That that's very traumatic and um, impacts. Again, what I say about trauma—anything that's overwhelming to your nervous system. So, so going from zero to a hundred real quick is real dramatic, you know. So for me, I had to understand what pattern I was in. I know I felt I was in a freeze response, and I just I just like chilled out, man. At first, I saw a lot of stuff coming through—every conspiracy you can think of—and then all everybody dying. But I got to a good place where I just. Shut all the noise out, and then um, focused on a couple things, which is I'm fine. Like, cause my business is closed right now. Guess what? I don't have to pay bills. You know, I'm not paying my 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 rent. So really, for me, it was like more of a a relief than it was for a you know something being bad for me. Actually, so um, I feel like for myself and our team, we're going to come out of this better than we went into it. Um, but in terms of like the audible is I again information technology, that's my background, man. I've been around, um, affiliate marketing and, um, you know, just marketing on, on, on the internet for, for a bit. And I understand that everything is really going web based. And so one of the things that we had already been working on, had planned out was, you know, a software software we want to develop and educational platform because again all these people hear the term mental health but they don't know understand why and so I want to take and make that into a very um want to call it acceptable way of learning about it and understanding it a more pleasing way to do it versus again okay talk to your mental health professional and you know they always talk about the suicide hotline again we always go to these real extremes as if that's the whole population. That is a small part of the population. It's the masses that's dealing with it. And these, these small parts of the population are just the, the, the symptoms of the mass issue. So I wanna be able to educate people through our, our platform and do courses. And again, it's a, it's a piece of software that I've been looking to develop for the last three years. Um, so these are some of the things that we, we, are going to be putting in place and that's kind of what we're working on right now, uh, and, 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 hopes that we are able to open up at some point and they, and it, it really goes hand in hand with both. Again, we call it, ex- we call it the, the three E's education, experience, education. So it, the experience is going to the center, but the education is, is, is sandwiching that because you need to know why you are coming? Then you come, then you need to know now what, what I do what do I do after everything? And so that's 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 all the things that we're working on right now.
0: So, uh, do you guys have so, plans to to scale the business and 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 put it in other cities? I know you're in Detroit. I think I saw uh, you're in California as well. Are there other places you want to yeah, go? Have
2: pop-up, we have a pop up location in LA, and we actually are uh, working on another location to be to be determined to be announced. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were working on it, and then it just like everything stopped. So. So, yeah, that's the goal is to do uh, franchising. Um, and, again, not to have it, though, where it's just all built on brick and mortar. Like, you have to have a connection to the two. You know, we saw what happened with Toys R Us, and I, and I, I agree with Gary Vee on that. They could have had that, that experiential center of Toys R Us could have been the thing. You go in and it's just been, you know, amazing time without having to it just be about going pick up toys and leave. Like you have to inception really is going to be not just the, the center for coming and do the services It's community is understanding. So having that community and then wrapping it up with the education is what we're, what we're, uh, what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I always say all the time, if you don't have a business, if your business, I always say all the time, like brick and mortar isn't dead, but if your business doesn't have a way to make money online, you don't have a business. And this only accelerates that at this point. Cause it's like, it's hard enough to run a business let alone with all the variables that come with just having to operate brick and mortar. Like you have to have some kind of system in place, whether it's an app, whether it's social media, whether it's a website, like you have to have some kind of virtual system in place. And, um, so yeah, it's encouraging to hear you say that. Cause, uh, yeah.
2: Well, information is the new commodity, right? It's the, it's the most, you know, valuable resource at this point, uh, content. So Disney, Disney was smart. They want to bought up all the content, you know, so Disney World is like, yeah, you know, it's cool. But that content is what, you know, you can put out one movie and you're making a billion dollars. Right. So I, I look at it from that standpoint. And I also look at it, too, from the McDonald's standpoint um, in terms of, you know, doing brick and mortar and owning a real estate. Mm hmm you know, supersize me came out and everybody thought like, Oh my God, that's going to kill McDonald's. McDonald's like we own all the real estate. Yeah. That's not killing. Me. That was in the, that was and in the, movie, we, the, the, we you. the founders, Found us, yeah. the founders,
1: the founders, they said like, you know, when Ray Kroc, he realized he was like, McDonald's isn't a, isn't a food company. It's a real estate company. And right. when, when they realized that, that just changed the whole direction of the company.
2: Right. Recognizing what business that you're in. So I think that for us, you know, we have that, that understanding for sure.
1: So if I'm just coming off the street and, um, you know, I've never been to any mental um, health facility, anything like that. And, you know, I, I might be suffering from anxiety or, you know, some kind of issues. And I, I want help. Right. Can you walk me through the process? Like, do I just walk into the center? Do I get an evaluated? How do I know which which program works best? Like, can you kind of walk me through?
2: Yeah. So that's a that's that's a great uh, question. And we very we simplified that. You know to the point where you don't have to come in and understand you know what you need to do um and you're going to come in you may have anxiety you may have depression you may have insomnia you may have all these different symptoms but we have the philosophy of psychological injury versus chemical imbalance you've all heard of chemical imbalance right Well, you got a chemical imbalance in your brain but that actually has there's no peer review study that can ever show you that there's any such thing as a, as a chemical imbalance, because when you get diagnosed with diapres- depression, okay, great. How do they diagnose you based on a barrier of questions? And that's how they do all diagnoses. They're going to give you a chemical drug to alter that, that imbalance. Right. But they never once look at your brain. If you break your arm, you expect them to do what take that's an right. X-ray break is with your brain chemistry. They never look at it, right? It's all based on DSM-5 diagnostic manual where they're gonna they're gonna basically look and see the symptoms you have and say, okay, you got this based on what you told us, right? So for us, we don't we don't we don't look at it from that. We look at it from the again a psychological injury trauma trauma model. We're understanding that your system is not in a disorder; it's just overwhelmed by trying to protect you, and all of our tools that we have help your brain and your body to come out of that state of protection. So it doesn't matter who comes in with what, you know, X, Y, Z. We know our tools are going to help you on a humanistic level and dealing with your brain and your body. So you can come in off the street, you know, walk right in and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm interested in in starting. And we're going to start everybody at the same point no matter what because we know this this is what you need. Now, now some of the services may switch a little bit. Like I'm not putting a, a two year old in the float tank, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so we can alter things a little bit, especially with, with black people, you know, we got fear of water. A lot of us don't want to get in the water. And so we, so we, alter we alter things a little bit to, to make it, to, to fit you. We're not going to have you do something that, that you're scared of because you're in there because of fear to begin with lack of safety. So again, everybody who comes in, um, pretty much kind of go through the same gamut with with minor alterations. And two, you have a choice. You have a choice in saying the matter yourself. you Know what you want to start off with. We just make recommendations on what we know is best.
0: Can Can you walk us through a circuit? I'm really interested in, in the the full body reset because there's a lot of stuff in there. I was like, wow, I never thought about that. That's really interesting. Can you Can you highlight that for a sec?
2: Which one, a total body reset? Yeah, the, total, like the
0: Yeah, the total the body G- where you do the infrared sauna and you end at the halo therapy. Okay.
2: So, 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 again, when we look at um, when we look at mental health, we always look at it from a psychological aspect, but we never look at it from you know everything else. It's your environment dictates your mental health, but it's different things in your environment. One is air, and your air quality. So you got molds and mildews and toxins that you you breathe in well that affects your your brain chemistry as well that affects your mood so the halo therapy actually goes down into the lungs and begins to detoxify the, the nasal pathway and the lung pathway so um, people like asthma and um, any type of you know bronchial issue it begins to clear that out so that's one of our first technologies for the the, the detox track. And then the other one, the other two is the infrared and then the uh, manual lymphatic drain suit. So actually what it's doing is your lymph system is the, is the main detoxifying system in your body. That gets rid of waste. So when people say, oh, I'm going on a detox, it's like, yeah, you've been detoxing every day. You're detoxing <laughs> right now. Your whole body is constantly detoxing. So what, you, what you're really saying is, I'm going to intentionally support my Lymphatic system in the detoxification process. So when you drink an alcohol, guess what? You're not supporting your your lymphatic system. When you're eating donuts, you're not supporting it. But maybe if I do again, when you do the infrared sauna, now the the, the tissues heat up from the inside out. It's not like your traditional sauna where it heats the ambient air around yeah,
0: you. I thought that was it's amazing. The
2: core, the core temperature. So heavy metal detox. You know. All of us got heavy metals in our body because, you know, so we talked about air, talk about water. Water is going to become a really big deal. Is Our waters are all polluted, if we don't know. Pharmaceutical drugs, uh, microtoxins from the plastics, soaps, that's all in your water. And all of those are uh, endocrine disruptors, hormone disruptors. There was a... Uh, um, a feature on, I think it was NBC Nightline, where they showed they were dumping this into the water, these contaminants, and the fish in the water start having, the male fish start having feminine traits. Mm-hmm. They start switching over. So you can actually alter our DNA through toxicity. So think about that on your mental, emotional state of being. So all of those three services are working on that lymphatic system to help you to flush through all of that all of those toxins that the toxic burden that is up against. So you're not just dealing with a mental, emotional issue from the environment in terms of lack of safety. You're dealing with it from lack of cleanliness in the environment and your body has to, has to basically continually uh, take that onslaught on and get rid of that toxins. So both of those circuits are helping supporting those systems in your body to come to a more level of a, uh, homeostasis or you know lighten the load
0: so how often do you see clients is it do they come once a week twice a week once a month how people...
2: people come every day we <laughs> come every day like you can't overdo it once we understand that our environment is this is what's causing us. this is epigenetic this is what's causing us to be in these states that we're in hair loss uh you know you know, people having issues with giving birth, uh, you know, uh strokes and heart attacks, all that stress and trauma related because the environment is so sick. The environment is so sick again, because you're told that go, 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 forget sleep. Sleep is a cause of, you know, sleep I sleep when I die, you know, that type of thing. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like one night of missed sleep and you're like basically someone who drank alcohol. Like that's that's the results of that like recovery is like very important and we're becoming smarter in terms of being able to observe things like i wear a wearable but what does the wearable do the wearable just give me information and understanding how my system is working so i can make ed- educated decisions but n- we need to move away from out of sight is out of mind and that's how we've been working you know out of sight is out of mind actually like, you no know, i'm i'm Having panic attacks and breaking down why because I didn't take care of all this the signs and symptoms that were showing up in my body got it got it
1: man, that's powerful You're giving bro. you a
2: mouthful of stuff man yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot that's a whole that's lot, a lot. And
1: like I said it's something <laughs> that I, I don't think that uh um, we're not even aware of like the you know like you said the water that we drink the food yeah. that we eat the relationships that we all of that stuff plays a part in your mental well-being and it's like so many times we in so much toxic put we put so much toxins in our body. We listen to so much toxic music. We watch toxic TV. We're in toxic relationships. And then we wonder why so you know, our life? lives are in shambles. I, don't know how I got like this.
2: Wonder why 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 all the bad things keep happening to me? Because you put all the bad things in your body and in your life. It's like you gotta move away from that. And I think as being a business person, the best thing I could have ever done. It's use all the tools and doing what I'm doing to keep up, you know, I used to think I used to think it was funny when I saw a bunch of people like how many supplements you taking and things of that nature. And when you start understanding why people are doing things, our white counterparts, specifically in Silicon Valley, you know, I can tell you about some stuff that they're doing health wise in terms of biohacking that black people, we're like behind, man. Like Charlemagne told me, you 20 years ahead. I said, bro, we're 20 years behind.
1: So like, What are they doing? What are they doing? Biohacking, what does that mean?
2: microdosing on psychedelics, uh, psilocybin, LSD, um, the the multi-association of psychedelic studies have shown, like specifically with with psilocybin, it basically diminishes your whole fear center. So they, they did a study where they showed that people who had cancer, they gave them doses of psilocybin, fear of death, gone. Because the psilocybin is showing that it actually activates multiple pathways in the brain but see we've been already conditioned about stuff like specifically black people anything that's outside of our understanding is of a devil you know what's that That's a devil it's like no it really is it's a it's it's science and you have to understand what that science is doing so they silicon valley those guys out there the, the ceos and stuff man they microdosing on stuff why you th- how you think people coming up with this stuff you know they're not just sitting down and just just it's just popping in the head. They they altering states of consciousness and downloading things. That's what meditation and the tools that we do, it gives you a level of relaxation where you can tap in. This I want more stuff that's when your brain, when everything is full, you know.
0: This sounds like the movie inception.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they they're doing that, they're using a lot of a lot of the tools that I'm using. Uh Dave Asprey, he's one of the he's the bulletproof executive. He's has a place out there in California. Um, and we were kind of neck and neck in what we were doing in terms of having similar tools, but you know he's a bullet. He's a he was a Silicon Valley executive. who can get way more money and funding than I could. Um, but I will say that his brand and what he's doing is towards a lot of you know executives who speak a lot of language that you. If you think I sound like foreign to you, you should hear these guys and what they're talking about. They're really gonna sound foreign to you. So for me, it's like. You do the bulletproof conference out there in California where you have all these white people come and they use a lot of tools that I use. You know, not one black person there? Like, because we we not up on that. We don't understand that we need to, you know, we get onto, I got CMOS now. Yeah. We we, we <laughs> onto one thing it's now. Oh, it's CBD now. It's like, what are y'all talking about? I, I could probably got a list of 100 things that I can do. And you're talking about one or two things. We we piecemeal and we make it all about, you know, working out. I'm, I'm strong, and it's like, but well, what about here? And it's not just about, you know, succeeding. It's about having the ability to be cooperative with people, not being on the fence of like you you guys like you guys are doing great. You guys don't threaten me about what you're doing. Like I'm happy that you're doing what you're doing, but I only can be happy about that if I'm happy with myself. So you have a lot of that jealousy that's been in our culture for a long time because we we're not doing what we're supposed to do with ourselves. And we're not we're not really walking in our purpose. And I I think by taking care of your mental, emotional health, you get to that. I know you get to that.
1: Nah, David, that's powerful, man. I wanna thank you for coming on. um How can the people contact you? you Want to make people aware of any initiatives or how can they? Um, yeah. Any information, website, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, so you can go to our website at inceptionep.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. David McCullar, M-C-C-U-L-L-A-R. And if we say it again for the website, inceptionechopaw.com. And also you can look up uh, Inception's Instagram page, which is I underscore am underscore inception
1: dope troy housekeeping items yeah
0: shout out to everybody on patreon.com that is our proud to pay program we uh we are growing at a fast rate uh everybody on eyl university the fastest growing uh, financial community in the world and everybody on eyl uh, our private real estate group i think we just hit over 700 members in like 30 days which is crazy that's clicking off and uh shout out to everybody in our, our, our book review and our movie review every sunday at three um that I mean, it's running itself at this point. So we appreciate y'all supporting and, and, and keep flooding and telling somebody to tell somebody else so we keep growing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, shout out to everybody on the, buying the merch. Uh, we got we to get you some shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assets over liabilities uh, on the website as well. So once again, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
2: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.